1: This is the Best of the Summer Run Home. Weekdays for the Hyundai Santa Fe.
2: Welcome to the Best of the Summer Run Home. You had Barney and Philpy with you. And, well, first up, we were chatting all about David Warner's plans to take a helicopter from the Hunter
3: Valley to the SCG, and, well, we had lots of thoughts about better ways. Yeah, think. he's brushed the standard train option. He didn't want to get a limo. He's gone, bugger it. I'll land this helicopter right at Alley on Stadium. He must have got Uncle Nick's approval, and uh, it's going to be great to watch.
2: Now, you got Barney for this Wednesday, and, uh, well, you're supposed to have someone else. He's he's running a bit late. I might just cross to him now. Is
3: uh, Yeah... Steve Philp have, have we got you on the line mate Barney just one second I'm I'm just in a chopper yep I'm also doing some of those sh- you know those really annoying traffic up oh, it's just one second yep there's a bank up on the M4 it's the same as yesterday it's a, I'm coming to you live mate from the Warner Chopper the Warner Chopper excellent
2: ah, yes. Mate, we uh we have an amazing show this afternoon now mark um as the chopper lands, we've got mark on the ones and twos and uh, producing the show. How are you tourist?
4: Good afternoon boys Barney Philpy lovely to be here back in the uh, the lovely I'm gonna call it the sweat box the summer sweat box yes the the heat of of the studios it's it's up there again today.
2: Mate, this is this is what summer's all about in Australia. Tropical. You, you, you get that nice heat on. Um, that's why oh, philpy has got his shirt off. Uh, <laughs> so if you want to jump on YouTube, you
3: can uh, you can watch the show live. Mm, the see da- Philpy's tats. The dad bod uh, over Christmas. I tell, I've never worked in a radio station where the door's been open. Like <laughs> <laughs> honestly, like usually we're in a studio for a reason, and then there's just people walking past with cups of coffee. And weirdly, a lot of people just decide to have a chat right at the front of that door. There, um, it's like they want to get on air. I think. Uh, but mate, thank you. What about this helicopter scenario? Um, I know mm. it's been touched on a lot, and I did see a bit of the text line before, and people were like, "Enough about the helicopter, but it's but, good gear,
2: isn't it?" Mate, so if you if you haven't if you've been living under a rock and you haven't heard the news, Dave Warner is planning a helicopter flight directly from his brother's wedding to make it in time for the big bash uh, league match this Friday night. Uh, Warner will play for the Thunder versus uh, Steve Smith and our very own Stephen O'Keefe. Uh, this is a all headliner lineup on uh, Friday night. It's a Sydney Smash, so Warner Warner didn't want to miss it, obviously. But also, you don't want to miss your brother's wedding. This is the quote that I've got from him that really caught my uh, caught my ear, Philpy. Yeah, he said, "I've got a couple of aircraft booked, pending weather. I can't remember how long the reception or the wedding party goes for. It's a fine line," Warner said. Now. My question is, when is the wedding? Because if this is a Friday wedding, I believe it is. So yeah. the Friday wedding, I just, I just had a look because I'm going to this match, and I thought maybe I've got my uh, wires crossed. Not, no. not going to the wedding? No, no, not going to the wedding. No, I knocked no. back, mate. You know me. I've got my priorities. <laughs> yeah, I knocked back the invite. I said, sorry, I'm not available. Yeah. Sydney smashes on. I'm going to be sitting up in the stands, yelling thing at, things at Socky from a distance, yeah. right? <laughs> but um, so gates open 15 at the SCG. Uh, bat flip is at 6.30 PM. First ball, 7.15 PM. Now, when was the last wedding you went to? Let's generously, let's say what the Hunter Valley is 175, 180 K. Yeah. Um, probably as the crow flies, maybe you could shave a bit of time off that, but you've got to, you know, there's air traffic issues, that sort of stuff. So I'm saying it's, it's, it's conservatively an hour flight. Are we, are we willing to commit to that in a helicopter? Or isn't it? You you take a lot of helicopters, Philby. How long do you reckon the flight is?
3: Well, it depends on what kind of playlist the uh, pilot's <laughs> listening to at the time. Because you know, if he's just cruising with a bit of Enya at the top mm. or whatever, then it's you know, he's going to be a cruisy little flight. But if he starts rocking up the tune, you know, like you know, you're in a bit of a car trip, tunes are essential,
2: aren't they? Well, this is the thing. Like, I'm I'm assuming Davey's going to be wanting to get in the zone, so yeah. he's going to be playing some. I well, I I picture his. Pump up music is mostly
3: just Tones and I, <laughs> but um, I believe Tones and I will be uh, performing on the helicopter on the, on way, the helicopter exclusive. Oh. Well, the other question to ask is this, Barney, because you know the trip to Newcastle from Newcastle to Sydney now has significantly shortened due to the Hunter the, Expressway. That beautiful tunnel, uh, the yes. disc, the Disco Tunnel, otherwise known as the uh, which oh,
2: this is the uh, this is the North Connects.
3: Yes. Yes. Um, well you got
2: the Hunter Expressway too now, which joins the freeway up to basically oh, shoot you right out to uh to one country road there.
3: So if he follows that kind of like if he gets to once he gets to sort of, you know, um the end of the freeway, if he shoots the helicopter straight through the disco tunnel, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna add probably thirty seven thousand dollars onto the toll fee. Yeah, a lot of tolls. Yeah.
2: Mate, you can, I mean, you either rent a copter or you pay Sydney's tolls. You can't do both. No. In fact, I think the
3: chopper might be cheaper. Yeah. Um, especially if you're a tradie. But, I, yeah, look, I, it's an interesting... Well, You know what, to be... In, I, but this... No, this, so going back to the question, right? Yeah, okay. The
2: Time, 7.15pm yeah. start. Like, so... Is he the bridal party? I, I, You'd imagine he'd have it's to. It's his be, brother. Yeah, yeah but... Like, expecting like, to be there. Well, then, you can't just... So what is he waiting for the... Is this the what I'm saying. The garter to be thrown? How how soon's the reception going to be over that you can make it to your cricket match at like, so he's conservatively leaving 5.30 PM. He says, the quote is, I can't remember how long the reception or wedding party goes for. I'll give you the hint, <laughs> Dave, longer than about 20 minutes, which yeah. is all you're going to get
3: there. You just walk in, raise his bat. And then the other question is, where's he going to put his bag? Cause the last time he traveled, yeah, Th- things went things went missing, didn't they? So, well, you think he's
2: going to lose his uh, in, instead of his baggy green, he might lose his tight
3: lime green. Yeah, well, you never you never know. And then Chappelle Corby will feel the need to jump on social media again. Yeah. Uh, have a bit. Of, I loved that because everyone was like, "Oh, this is quite funny." About when he the baggy greens were missing, and then the first person that got on was a person who lost some bags of green. Mm. Um, <laughs> In Chappelle, but uh, look, it's going to be interesting. Do you reckon it, this could turn into OJ a little bit? Like uh, OJ Simpson Why? in terms of like other <laughs> choppers will be following the oh, choppers. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I was I definitely no murdering no. no murdering. <laughs> yeah, was just, but, um, <laughs>
2: no murdering. I, I don't believe he has an ex-wife, so I, we should be fine. <laughs> do, you,
3: do you reckon like Vic LaRusso could be, you know, hot pursuit? Like he's the guy that owns all the traffic oh, yeah. helicopters, isn't You know he? what I'd like to see? I'd like to
2: see someone reporting on the, the progress of the chopper from a white Ford Bronco. Oh, yes. <laughs> like we crossed to the Ford Bronco, yeah. which is looking back up. It's like a reverse OJ. Oh,
3: <laughs> well, that sounds like some kind of weird. A J-O,
2: s- yeah. <laughs> if you would.
4: My God. question is, when's he going to get changed? Does he get changed in the chopper, or is he standing there at the altar next to his brother in the greens? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good like, – good, Not good for the pictures, but shows the dedication to the game. It'd be great yeah. if he
3: came out to bat the SCG. just In a suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Cumber... tie still on. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Cumberbun. cumberbun. Cumberbun, A little bit yes. of a cumberbun action yeah. going on. At the
2: very least, leave, leave the little flower in, the, uh, <laughs> the, lapel. in, the, in yeah. the lapel.
3: And look, if the bat flip uh, doesn't go their way and they don't bat first, at least he could sort of hover around as a fielder. Uh, for a little while, you know, yeah. like just above, like deep, like, like probably deep third man, where they sky a lot of those, you know, those <laughs> slower balls out the back of the hand. Bloke's mm. looking to drive it. There's never a fielder inside that power play. And then the helicopter. Just hovering around Warner. Hello, here we go.
2: Yeah, well, it's the good point made here by nine two one on the text line it says Warner be, will be under a fair bit of pressure to score runs after arriving by helicopter. Imagine the anticlimax if he fails. <laughs> Can you imagine? Because if I, if that was my brother, I would be. We are all watching this this idiot's innings. Yes, oh, yeah. this is going on, and and we are lighting him up <laughs> with text if he gets a gozer. He goes out there just. Like just slices one to slip first ball, and walks back in. All he'd be getting from me and my mates is FaceTime calls going, "Hey, look where we are. We're on the squirt. You could have been with us. (laughs) (laughs) Hope they left the uh, hope they left the engine running on your helicopter, mate."
3: Could this also be one of those um, reasons to get out of a wedding you don't really want to go to? Like, well, (laughs) this is the thing. He's going to the worst part. Yeah, he's going to the ceremony and missing the fun part. This
2: is like he's he's done this all backwards. What time does the game finish? About half nine, ten-ish. Oh, so you reckon he could be back in the Hunter? I think, oh, yeah, another hour. Well, approach. before
3: last, <laughs> last drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's his other options? The all-stations um, XP, not the XPT's well, quite. The
2: Hunter Valley, like, I know, it, like, it's not, when I think Hunter Valley, that's not the aircraft, I think. I think, I don't know about you, I think a nice morning over the Hunter Valley in a hot air balloon. <laughs> I would have, imagine that. Yeah. Now,
3: there's an entrance. Yeah, oh, it
2: Just blows in. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All gets of sudden, out of the basket. If the breeze is up, all of a sudden he's out at homebush <laughs> yeah. instead of uh, where he <laughs> needs to be. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: We're getting progress on... Yeah, he's caught in a tree over near Royal Randwick. Uh, he shouldn't be too far away. You're on the best of the summer run home, and we crossed across the Dutch to talk to our great mates, Kirst and Beeve. And we
3: found out Beeve's doing a half marathon uh, that he doesn't seem particularly keen on. You know what? We're half proud of him.
2: <laughs> Kirsty, Stanway and Steve Beaver Donald. Can we uh, tune in and see what they're chatting
3: about, Mark? Let's...
0: We we have just tuned into you midway through a story about a wedding bouquet. We need to know more about this. How are you going, guys?
3: Yeah, yeah, fantastic. We were actually just talking about the David Warner helicopter. Is that big news in New Zealand at all, or no one gives a stuff? (laughs) Uh, tell us more,
1: because Davey Warner's got a special place in New Zealand, uh, but uh, would love to hear about his personal helicopter. <laughs> so, go on.
2: so what's happened is Friday Friday night, obviously, the BBL, you guys will be talking about this most of the afternoon. The Sydney Smash is on. Uh, the yes. Thunder and the Sixers at the SCG. Davy Warner, uh, well, he's going up against uh, his his uh, his test teammate, his former test teammate, Steve Smith. He's yeah. playing for the Sixers. Davey's at the Thunder. But he's also got to go to his brother's wedding, which is in the Hunter Valley. So... He's chartered a helicopter to fly him from the Hunter Valley, which is, uh, it's about. You put it in New Zealand terms. How what well, what is it about the distance from one side of the country to the other? Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's about that far. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he's that's catching. Yeah, 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 he's catching cool. the helicopter down, and he's gonna he's gonna make the game. And so we were just chatting about all the all the stuff he's gonna miss at the reception, and Philpie was. Well, Philby was basically saying every wedding he's been to, he said that the ladies can get a bit aggressive trying to cra- catch the bouquet. Um, is that well, you you're not that long married, Kirsty. How was the bouquet throw at your wedding?
0: We didn't do the traditional things, and we didn't oh. do the 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 bouquet throw because. Let's be honest. There's always drama around it, isn't there? You always see the videos online and when you're at weddings, every woman that isn't married is fighting for that bouquet. Yeah. They want to hold it up high and look around for the guy that they're going to marry.
3: Yeah, they lick it up. It potentially could be a new sport of such. Like, I'm surprised the UFC hasn't uh – yeah, you know, yeah just, I like this. Yeah, on a Sunday, just throw it, like, get four. You know how in the uh, WWE they have those cage matches? So. Yeah, Royal Rumble stuff. Yeah, so just throw a bouquet in the middle of, like, 17 <laughs> lick it up women and we're away. We've got a contender series happening right there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. Hey, David Warner, we were talking about him uh, earlier in the week with um, a former Australian cricketer. The party that he threw, who got the invite to that exclusive party after his last test at the SCG?
3: Yeah, Any of you guys? This is at the Ivy you're talking about, right? Yeah. One what what's
0: that. the ivy? It sounds quite wanky to me. You it nailed is.
3: it. Yeah, you nailed is. it. It is. Yeah, a,
2: <laughs> It's one of those ones where there's a pool on top of a building and in the middle oh. of the night really good looking yeah. people go in it in their uh in their speedos. Yeah. Which is and it's it's not a lap pool either, so there's no function to it. You can't you can't do a few laps and just, you know, get a bit of exercise in. It's just mostly for lounging around and uh, and you know, cleaning a bit of vomit out of at the end of the night, I think.
1: Do, do we know? Would have, they, would have sorry. I was going to say, would if Davy Warner had a massive amount of mates to invite, or how do we, I mean, just from the outside
2: looking? <laughs> at, oh it, right, it be, all right. Uh, <laughs> would have so been just tough. He to doesn't get play a fifteen man game,
3: Beaver. Geez. Well, no, no. Just because he's Davy Warner. Uh, ah, he know what game he plays. Well, yeah, that's it's a fair point. And you know, I, I could reveal this story because. Uh, he somewhat is, like I love Davy Warner, but I, I do get that there are people as well in this country in Australia that, yeah. that don't necessarily like Warner and, and the whole circus that came with it. When the baggy greens were missing, I, I thought this was a good indication of David Warner as a person. The photo that was great when they found the baggy greens. So there was the reveal photo of him lying in bed like he was asleep and the baggy greens on the pillow. We all saw that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, my seven-year-old, as soon as that was revealed on the TV, he looks at me and goes, Dad, it was there the whole time, right? (laughs) (laughs) And the funny thing is, like looking at David Warner from the outside, he he could have been right, you know?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, let's just say none of his
3: Mensa mates were there
2: with him. uh, The party Now, how's things going over in uh, New Zealand, guys? You guys, it's your first week back, I believe oh
1: she is cursed. and they're making us I mean we're getting punished for having a bit of time off last year we're going four hours at the moment and, really uh, we're making yeah we're making up time for uh, our little excursions last year yeah it's a
0: bit of a marathon um uh, but the thing about marathons are we need we need you have actually have have oh, either yeah. of you two run a marathon are you runners never no. are you light as a feather just from the
3: cops normally um. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: well being has, has You've done a half. Yeah, Beaver a has half. signed himself up to do a half marathon for the first time. Yes. Uh, stupidly, uh, I don't know. Stupidly. You'd be the judge of that. Um, but he's deciding where to do it, and the Gold Coast in Australia is, is on the list. Gold Coast. Would you recommend the Gold Coast <laughs> for a half marathon for your first? You know, I
2: recommend – like the good thing about the half marathon, I did the one in Sydney here, and the good thing about it was is you run on places where usually you don't get through it. So we ran up the Carl Expressway, which is a road that goes sort of above Circular Quay there um, as, as you lead up to the Harbour Bridge. So the, go somewhere scenic because when you're really tired, looking around going, oh, wow, I've never seen that, <laughs> is a nice distraction uh also how I'm imagining you're a fairly competitive guy beaver uh, as the the professional uh, athlete in you will come out. The big motivator I found too is watching some person who's maybe fifteen kilos heavier and twenty years older than you just fly <laughs> past you. You'll really feel like you've got to dig deep in that last bit when that happens mate. how's the have you have you got a training program underway what when have you said it it's it's a bit. It's about to come um, the
1: training program, and this is where I've backed myself into a corner because I opened my mouth to the wrong people, who have now taken it too far. <laughs> yes. But it's funny you mention it's funny you mention the 15 kilo fella uh, overweight uh, being a motivation during the, the odd morning that I, the <laughs> odd morning that I could go for a run in France during the World Cup, um, I went for a run along the river there, and I was getting passed by elderly females, uh, and that was my motivation <laughs> yes. to try and get the try and get going a bit quicker but all that happened was my calves started tightening up and I thought I was going to blow them trying to get past these elderly women so it's probably actually dangerous me running with uh, a crowd and the Gold Coast, (laughs) I've got a good mate that lives in the Gold Coast who will get under my skin uh, when we do the run so that's potentially an injury scare Opportunity there too So In, he, in
3: you what way you, You're talking like uh, He's going to be You know when you go In those rowing boats And the people start heckling From the end of the boat Come yeah. on hurry up You're useless Is he going to be In a car beside you Just yelling at you From the side of the but road he'll
1: do, he'll do it with me He'll do it with oh, me yeah. And uh, if, he, if he gets in front Or he's, he's looking stronger And better than me uh, it's a potential issue. Curse is going to come over and hickle me, so cool. that's fine. I'm going to sorted. i I was
0: actually just going to open the invitation because we've started the Run Home Run Club. So if yes. any of you two want to join Beaver uh, on the run, we're actually putting a team in.
2: I like this. We're up to I, ten.
1: I, yeah. We're up I, to ten at the moment.
0: I don't. I
2: don't mind this. I do like a. I do like a run, and I need to. After the Christmas I've had, I need to get back to my running. <laughs> I, I've been both the motivated one when I get past and. I, I've just remembered, I've been the guy that motivates people too. I was doing a run with a mate a little while ago and we were running across the Sydney Harbour Bridge and there was a, you know, you know it gets, you're in those pedestrian areas where it's quite crowded and there was a lady in front of us jogging and I stepped out to just go around her because she was going just a tiny bit slower than us. She looked to the side, looked to me up and down and just went, not today, son. And <laughs> wow, she hit the pedal and wow. that, was, that was it. So yeah. I've motivated people to run, too. So, <laughs> well,
1: You're bringing back some bad memories for me, uh, and the listeners will know this. This time last year, I'd just come back from our summer holiday, and where I holiday, there's actually a little bush track. And I was going for my morning <laughs> run as well there. And uh, like you, I got caught behind a, a female, and all of a sudden, she started oh, to look know. over her shoulder in terror that uh, I don't know what she thought was going to happen. So I had to back off, and so I had to dawdle for about 15 minutes once we got out into the open and then passed her because, uh, well, yeah, I, I don't know if I was going to have the cops rung on me or something, but, uh, yeah, it's, the passing manoeuvre on your casual run has got to be timed, timed to perfection uh, when you get on the wrong part of the track.
3: Now, Legends, uh, it's your first week back at work and motivation can be a concern. But I'll, I'm just wondering whether or not your motivation sits with this story, which is coming out of Wellington uh, over the ditch where you guys are, about a Wellington water employee who, who's made a bit of a um, – a she's had a bit of a boo-boo. She's gotten on the social media and basically in the background she's mentioned where she's working and the fact that she lies down and does actually nothing during most of the day. Um, is this happening in the SEN offices in over in New Zealand? Or how's the, how's the vibe there? Sounds like our producers, does the it, Kiss? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, are we sure this is Wellington? Yeah. Are we sure this is Wellington? It's so
3: Wellington Water, and they're basically in the back, they've said uh, this is not representative of uh, all the staff at Wellington Water. Um, it's just one person. The rest are a dedicated team. <laughs> Wellington water, like that, couldn't be too hard. Like here, Sydney
2: water and Australia, like it's water's a, a scarce resource. Wellington water, it just falls from the
3: sky most of the time. I've been there. There's a so. lady down there with a jug, just pouring out some cups. That's,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you were there the other day, Beef. Yeah,
3: well.
1: Uh, I'll tell you what, don't, uh, maybe she was in charge of getting the planes there on time because uh, <laughs> that's why I was late, on thought, to work. I was an hour late the other day, guys, and Kirst uh, doesn't believe me about my plane got held up in Wellington. That's oh. the sort
0: of work ethic I'm dealing with to start 2024, guys. <laughs> day two on the job and Beaver is an hour late. Hey, what do you guys have coming up for the rest of the show?
2: Mate, we've got plenty coming up. We're going to be chatting with, uh, well, Newcastle Knights uh, captain and uh, hooker, Jaden Braley. Nice. So uh, we, we're really looking they forward to
0: that. They are in good
2: nick. Well. have you
0: seen all the videos and photos on social media of these knights boys? Uh, yeah. No,
2: it sounds like you have though, Kirsty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she
0: has. She I tried to make it a whole you. segment.
2: <laughs> well, well, if if you, if you if you if you do well, maybe we can arrange him to have a chat to you guys. If, if is there a video <laughs> link we can set for Jaden? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be a Zoom call.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, mate, thanks very much for joining us, guys. We'll leave you to your next, uh, what do you got, another three and a half hours to go? Uh,
0: uh, Beaver's got about three and a half minutes, and then he's off the padding.
2: clock. Oh, <laughs> brilliant. The best of the summer on home, and this is the best of the best of the best of the summer on home if you're a Knights fan. We got to chat to Knights captain,
3: Jaden Braley, and uh, my favourite part of it was when we asked him about his ACL injury, he said he's fer- perfect to go for round one, and instantly we just started fist pumping. We are
2: uh, well. It's the excitement is high here in the uh, studio today because you and I not big Knights fans.
3: Yeah, part of my contract, which doesn't exist, is uh, that we have to interview a Knights player. <laughs> yes. it's usually Adam Elliott in every episode, but um, we've got uh, an absolute legend of the club. Yeah, uh, Mark, yeah. your favourite player in the NRL. You were telling me
2: uh, on the line we have uh, Knights hooker Jaden Brayley. Jaden, how are you, mate?
5: Good afternoon, guys. Thanks for the wrap. How are you? <laughs> yeah, mate,
2: we're doing very well. How? And first off, you guys are up uh, away at the moment, doing a bit of a training camp?
5: Yeah, we're away at Tamworth. We uh, got here on Monday morning and we're here till Saturday. So uh, we've had a couple camps out here over the years and uh, we can see the part of, you know, the Hunter region and, um, yeah, we've got a pretty solid camp, you know, to get, to get, uh, to get used to our Game style and systems, that's going to carry us throughout the year. So, um, yeah, it's been a good camp.
3: Is that what it is, mate? Is it more um, based on the the structures you'll play this season or is it one of those kind of boot campy style things where you just get absolutely flogged and you got to push a, a tyre from a giant truck that no one knows why?
5: I'd love to say it's just footy, but there still is a bit of hard work um, out here at Tamworth, especially in the heat. But, you know, predominantly it's it's been all um, about our game style Getting, getting to know our role, um, how we all fit in the side and, and how we want to play this year. That, that's the sort of um, idea behind the week.
2: Mate, now, Tamworth is obviously famous for uh, country music. Um, has anyone been getting involved? Anyone been getting out the golden <laughs> guitar or, you know, going out, buying a nice hat, getting involved in the country music scene while you're there?
5: Yeah, your mate Adam Elliott actually loves loves his country music. He's <laughs> always he's always jamming it. <laughs> oh, no he doubt. Does. You can always hear him before you see him. <laughs> yeah,
3: who, who's the? Um, he loves one particular bloke, doesn't he? Uh, can't think of the bloke's name. Morgan Wallen. Yes, that's oh, he loves
5: Morgan Wallen. Yeah.
3: <laughs> is he? So is he? Um, you're not boomboxing it like the Panthers. Like he's not walking around. He doesn't have it on his oh, shoulder.
5: Yeah. <laughs> that's that we're boomboxing the country music. That's what we're doing. Ah, <laughs> so we're walk- getting. Um, yeah, bit of
2: Slim Dusty on the shoulder, mate.
5: <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs>
2: mate,
3: um, on a personal note, um, obviously everyone around the rugby league community uh, has felt for you for the last couple of years. You've had a couple of serious injuries. Where are you with the rehab? Are you looking at um, starting round one?
5: Yeah, I'm looking to start round one. As you said, it's been a pretty tough trot for me the last four years, but um, you know, I've got full confidence in um, coming back and having a big year. Uh, I head over to the States. Uh, in December about a month ago and and worked with Bill Knowles and um, took a lot of confidence uh, from the training week over there. And, you know, to be honest, I haven't had any sort of hiccups throughout the last nine months and I feel as confident as ever. So, um, you know, I'm just really just focusing on myself and really looking forward to uh, injecting myself in this great footy side that we've got at the moment and, and building on what we've done last year.
3: Well, it must have been, yeah, it must have been tough to watch that 10 week run, but at the same time, inspiring at the same time to, to look, you know, at the club and be like, you know, I'm not even there at the moment when I come back. And then not to to, to uh, say anything bad about Phoenix Crossland, of course, um, he did an, a remarkable job in your absence, but mm. how did it feel during that run?
5: Yeah, it was definitely a weird sort of feeling. Um, but like mostly I was like, I had a sort of feeling that I haven't had here at the club, um, you know, in the past three, four years that I've been here, you know, it's, it was such an exciting um, feeling in my stomach, and just the the, the buzz around town was just nothing I, I'd felt before. And uh, we all know what the Novocastrians are like about the nights, and how, how passionate they are for their footy side. And it's nothing I'd ever seen before. And if anything, it's has lit that that fire in, in my in my stomach that you know I want to be a part of that. I, well, I am a part of it, but on the field playing playing with the boys. So um, yeah, if anything, it's sort of more exciting that we're sitting in the spot that we are. And I can I can be on the field this time.
2: Yeah, from a fan's point of view, there seemed to be a real um, I don't know there was there was a buzz about the club uh, late last year, and obviously the momentum you guys carried into the first finals we've seen the Knights in in quite a while. Um, Is is that buzz still around this preseason? And how is the mood in this team? Tell me it's great, and you guys are promising finals. (laughs) Yeah,
5: definitely. Um, Yes. I think we've I think part of this week is about, you know, um shifting our mindset that we want to compete to be one of those top sides, you know, in the past, you know, you know it's always been about top 8, playing finals footy, um but I think we've got that belief now that that we can go that step further and I think that's what's really exciting and you know I think last year just gives us that evidence that hey, you know, we we put we went to on the try to put us in the finals, you know, we we can do this and we can we're still not at our best. We've got no, more levels and more gears that we can we can tap into. And that's what's really exciting. And um, there's a real good buzz about us at the moment. And, you know, we're, I feel like we're sitting in really good shape heading into round one. Yeah,
3: well, you talk about some new recruits. And I'm interested to know how the two Pommy blokes are uh, experiencing Tamworth. Uh, yeah. Imagine, imagine Tamworth never been... neat heat. At- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How are they going? <laughs>
5: Yeah, true. but they're actually going not too bad. They're absolute larrikins, the both of them. <laughs> actually, yeah, they don't, they don't stop talking. I know they're, I'm not rooming with them, but the team room, they don't shut up. They don't, especially Will Price, mate. He does not stop. But, no, they're both, they're both great blokes, and um, they're fitting unreal. And, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're training really well. They've in really well. Pretty unnoticeably, unnoticeable, which is um, a good thing in terms of fit, fitting straight into our systems. They haven't whinged about the the weather and, and the climate, which is good. And um, yeah, they fit in really well.
3: They'll whinge later on uh, when you blokes are out at the pub having a beer and uh, Adam Illich trying to play this country music in their ear every seven, seven seconds, I reckon.
5: Yeah, I don't, I don't think they've even heard the, the sort of country music that he's playing. So that's all new to them as well. Mate. Yep. Uh, I just noticed something
3: recently, which were the Knights put out on their page, which I don't know that a lot of clubs do, but it was um, all of the teams that the Knights have. So there was uh, the obviously first grade in both the, the men's and the women's um, and a bunch of the junior teams all training together on one particular day. Just talk us through that.
5: Yeah, it was really cool. Um, we're a very big club here at the Knights, and obviously we've got we've got teams right through the grades, uh, both boys and girls. And um, you're yeah, pretty much, I think there's about 220 players all all trained together on, on the one day and um as a young kid growing up you know i looked up to and our know, role players like they were like they were gods and uh, i would have loved to have those sort of opportunities growing up but um you know it's a really special day and to sort of started tradition here at the club that we can we can uh you know train with the younger boys and educate them and and sort of inspire them to hopefully be in our shoes one day so yeah it was a pretty cool pretty cool sort of day and um, pretty pretty special for the club,
2: mate. Just on the on the pre season training, we always uh, hear stories, and NRL fans love to hear who's training the house down. Um, which we we're keen to hear that, but also who do you reckon could? I mean, you're in a leadership position there at the Knights. But put it out publicly. Who's not Who's not training hard enough for your <laughs> liking?
5: <laughs> 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 who's not training enough? Jeez, mate, there's no hiding here. There's no hiding. So, but I, I couldn't really pick him up. Maybe your mate Adam Elliott, I know I was giving him raps. and knocked him down as well. <laughs> no, he's been good. He's good. He's good for the. He's good training. He's good for the culture as well. Um, Bradman Best is a big one that always stands out. He was training training the house and He's just he's just a different beast. He's a, he's such a weapon, and he's come back really good um, since the off season.
3: Well, there was a little rumor today that Bradman was going to be announced. Uh, on a three-year deal, I believe is yeah. he is he walking around with his chest puffed out like he's worth seven hundred k a year or is he? Um, has yeah, he, yeah.
5: I hope so. Well, we're going after dinner tonight, so if that's okay, hey. hopefully, get the board out. But um, uh, yeah, fingers crossed. I'm not too sure what what the um, progress with that is, but um, you know, he's a massive part of our team and and our success moving forward and. Oh, I'd love to hopefully get signs so- so you long term and we can hold on to him.
3: Mate, on a side note, uh, your bro had a great season last year and would have been you must have been super proud of him. He uh, ended up in the, the New South Wales Origin team structure. Um, must have been great seeing that.
5: Yeah, it was pretty well, both pretty blown away um, with how the sort of year that he had, like, had last year and I feel like he's always sort of flown under the radar a little bit in that footy side. They've obviously got a lot of strike weapons in that team, and a lot of senior players that are playing good football. But he's a big piece of that puzzle, and sort of goes under the under the radar. So for him to get that call up and train with the Blues, you know, uh, in that Origin series, I thought, you know, it I was definitely well deserved, and I was just so proud of him that he finally got some recognition. So um, you know, I'll be coming for him this year. Hopefully, I'll be in issues instead of him this year, and um, <laughs> um, yeah, really proud of him.
2: Mate, now, we've seen, uh, obviously, round zero, there's going to start off in Vegas. I mean, tragically, the Knights aren't one of the teams that have been taken, um, which I think is an absolute travesty. But I, th- I think the pitch is, would the Knights be willing to go? I'm picturing next year, not this year, next year, we see a Knights, Sharks in Vegas because they love – we know in the NFL, the Kelsey brothers, it's always a big deal when they go oh, up yeah. against each other. We see the Brayley brothers. You guys start a podcast. I reckon we can get <laughs> – the NFL fans on
5: board with NRL.
2: Um, is there a way we can tempt you blokes to start a podcast?
5: Yeah, for sure. I'd do all the talking though, I reckon. Like, like <laughs> wouldn't pull his weight. But, um, <laughs> yeah, hopefully the Knights get a run next year. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that pans out this year. With Obviously the Roosters and, and the Bronx and South and Manly. I'm such a, something that, that I never thought would happen. Oh, it's just such a, such a big occasion for the NRL and, I really hope the teams do a good job, which I know they will, and I know that we're we're uh, advertising it as much as possible over there. I, I just think it's such a such a cool thing, and I'm, I'm a big NFL fan, so um, yeah, I, I just think it's it's pretty crazy, and hopefully we can do it over the next few years, and, and the Knights can be there next year.
3: Mate, I saw something that made me vomit today, and it was uh, Dom Young in a Roosters jersey, and oh. um, I'm just hoping that you stay fit enough to just give him one right in the ribs for me, uh, <laughs> seeing as it. <laughs>
5: Dude, i have to get up some line speed and cut him down. He's a big boy. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll, um yeah, we'll miss Dom. He, he was such so good for us last year, but obviously he's moved on and we've got some new boys at the club. Um who will do a great job for us. So um yeah, we'll see how
3: we go. well he's your tip for uh, starting the year in
5: Dom's spot. Uh, obviously we've got Tommy Jenkins here, um, who's come from Penrith and He's um slotted in unreal for the for the panthers over the last few years and uh, we've obviously got uh Mars who was so good for us last year uh we've got another, blo- another bloke, another black oh yeah um, he's got to sort of come in yeah, yeah so he's got an opportunity there as well so um you know there's definitely a lot of competition for spots and um, yeah I'm sort of keen to see how it ramps up I'm sure we'll he'll you know, replace him over the next month or two. One thing
3: I thought was interesting was uh, middle of the season, one of my favourite players, David Armstrong uh, from New South Wales Cup, who's in in the in the 30-man squad this year, was rocking uh, some of the best peroxide hair you've ever seen. And then come the end of the season, he loses the peroxide, goes back to his normal hair, and KP all of a sudden starts rolling around oh. in the peroxide. Was there a bit of uh, KP going, hey, mate, there's only room I'm, for one of these peroxides? I'm <laughs> the Slim Shady, yes, so I'm the real Shady. <laughs>
5: yeah, I couldn't pull off. I, I I'd say it would be Slim Shady, I but um yeah, Jacko Hastings had it going as well. Oh yeah. A frizz had it at one stage. Oh yes. Like fine wine frizz, yeah, yeah, fine wine. But um <laughs> but um yeah, I was a bit surprised but um KP's still rocking, he's the only one only one standing with the peroxide, so I didn't find my way. Oh. God. now mate, on a
2: personal uh note, you got engaged last year. Um any uh, progress on wedding plans, mate? We saw David Warner's uh, going to his brother's wedding in the uh, Hunter Valley this weekend. I don't know if the Knights boys got an invite to that. But he's taken a helicopter from the uh, from the Hunter down to make sure he makes the game. Is there a chance we could get a, uh, a Braley wedding in the Hunter Valley, then a helicopter to uh to the stadium there yeah. in Newcastle. Oh. You could land maybe at the hockey centre there oh. and just run straight across. Yeah, that'd be all right.
5: Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe we, maybe I'll just push it to Vegas next year and I can do the NRL promo. Hey, that yeah, that'd, yes. that'd be all right. Just get it done over there. And
2: Finally, on the best of the summer run home,
3: we, uh, we had a chat with someone who can solve all your fitness slash drinking needs. Yeah, Melissa Vanderwater, she's a part of a beer milers club in Melbourne and they do massive events where they smash beers into their face hole and then run 400 metres. Sounds horrific to me, but also a bit of fun.
2: All you've got to do is avoid the reversal.
3: <laughs> beer milers club. Uh,
2: we have Melissa Vanderwater on the line. Melissa, welcome to the run home.
6: All oh, right, thank you. Thanks for having me on.
2: Mate, how, uh, first off, how, I believe you're down in Melbourne. How is, uh, how is Melbourne uh, today?
6: Uh, well, given it's Melbourne, it changes by the minute, but we've (laughs) actually got some sunshine, which is great because I'm about to do a brewery run, so uh, no surprise, I'd be doing something that involved running and beer tonight. So
3: talk me through the brewery run. So you're about to go out, you're heading to just one brewery, is that how it works?
6: yeah, so this one's at Bridge Road Brewers that we do every Wednesday night, and that was a nice plug because they actually sponsor our beer mile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so these guys, we do between sort of five and six k, uh, and then we try to outdo all of that good work by drinking beer afterwards. <laughs>
2: That's fantastic. Now, so talk me through the Aussie Beer mile. The beer mile is an event that combines both beer and uh, running, obviously. So talk us through the rule. What is the beer mile? Explain to it the uninitiated, what, what it involves.
6: Yeah, so interestingly enough, uh, you all start on the line with a beer in your hand. You uh, either get rid of the top or crack the can. You chug it in a 10-metre area, and then you're off and running for 400 metres. Wow. Uh, you come back into the transition area or the chug zone. Uh, you grab another beer, and then <laughs> off you go again. And you've got to hope that you get through four beers and four laps without a reversal, or commonly known as a stew. Oh, this <laughs> is
3: great! This is like summer nats without the cars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Much more environmentally friendly. Yeah. So,
3: um, so, so basically,
2: so it's, you're basically running four laps of a 400 metre track, but in between each lap, or at the start of each lap, you've got to chug a beer. Are there? Is it? Are there rules with what kind of beer you've? you've got to go with, or is it just dealer's choice?
6: Yeah, for sure. So over the years, it's got a little bit more serious to the point we've now got the world championships every year. So to keep it fair, it's 355 mils, and it's uh, a 5% in terms of the alcohol percentage. So a little bit trickier here in Australia because a lot of our stuff's (laughs) 330 mils, Um, but there are your brands like sort of Sapporo and Asahi and that that do, um, still do the 355s, uh, Coopers, I think even Coopers is still doing the 355. So yeah, so that's probably the biggest challenge for Aussies is to find, uh, find the right drink that they're not going to, you know, as I said, have a reversal with, it's about being able to practice with that beer.
3: <laughs> Melissa, are you married? <laughs>
6: no, no. <laughs> I'm on Tinder, you can find me under that. No. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, I love it. And what do you
3: win? Like are there prizes? So like if you win, is it just first line of the ambulance? Um or like, <laughs> you
6: know? Yeah, we actually – we've had really good support over the years from Brooks Running, so $250 voucher from those guys um, for the winner, and then um, a lot of beer in terms of some beautiful pale ales from Bridgerow Brewers and Zef Socks. So we've had, like, um, some good supporters who've just, yeah, continued to keep backing us over the years. I mean, the glory is probably the greatest thing, right? If you can say I'm the fastest beer miler. In Australia, that's like, it's pretty big kudos.
3: Absolutely. And look, I know it is a beer, Myler's Club, but is there any plans in the pipeline to maybe stretch it out? You know, we've seen the Goon of Fortune uh, Mm. presented around the country (laughs) where you've got a a goon bag uh, strapped to a hill's hoist, sort of spun around. Is there any, like, uh, plans (laughs) for a relay maybe with a goon bag or?
6: (laughs) We, uh, We have a relay on the day and it ends up being a whole bunch of people who actually... Race the beer mile and then back up and do another singular oh. chug and run. Oh. So they go even harder on the uh, in the relay, trying to do it for the team. So yeah, you're pretty you're pretty tipsy by the end. There's not <laughs> a, <laughs> and then there's an after party, of course. So yeah, look, I I'd like to advocate that we're all about athletics, but there's certainly a, a large component of um of beer on the day.
3: Now, it, when you're drinking your beer and you um and then you take off. Are stubby holders permitted? Because I'd mm. I'd like to think that that might be, given the popularity these days of these 0% beers, you know, these the losers that drink oh, these. Oh, yeah, the near beers. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, someone could just be there sculling a whole bunch of these 0% beers and then pop it in the stubby holder and then just run 400 like they're Michael Johnson or something. Uh, is it How's the policing of that go? <laughs>
6: So we actually pick up all the bottles to check how much dregs are left. Oh so, wow! Uh, that's also that's also part of the rules. Yeah, this stuff's serious, man. Yeah. This is like an Olympic sport. Um, yeah, so we we uh, we measure. It's got to be under 120 mils over the four bottles. So uh, if they were trying to cheat in terms of using a zero percentage beer, we'd uh, soon we'd soon see that their vessel doesn't comply. Have to disqualify him. Yeah, face a
3: life ban of some sort.
6: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't come back again after that.
2: (laughs) Now, so my understanding is you get to choose, like you you basically get to choose the beer you're going as long as it sits within the rules. It's 5% and it's in a 3.55ml container. I've got to ask, yep. how, do we ever see anyone on the stouts or do we, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because obviously it's, <laughs> yeah. a nice crisp lager is probably going to go easier, but is there anyone who's really <laughs> looking to extend themselves and just go and maybe a two-years-old or a brown or something?
6: Yeah, look, we've had we've had a number of varieties during it. We had one year a guy didn't understand much about beer mile and thought you sort of drank some beers and ran around, so he Four different beers. <laughs> he had like an IPA and this like sour. <laughs> so his stomach was just like, what the, what are you doing to me? And then another guy at our winter beer mile thought, oh, well, it's cooler conditions. I'll do stouts. And he couldn't finish. Like he was a no, oh. a no finisher. It was just like too, much too heavy. And I, I think they were up around 9%. So yeah, he was, well cooked. Well, you mentioned that you
3: were uh, single. Have you ever taken anyone on a beer run, like a beer run for their first day? Because I think that'd be <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> How good. Like a West Tigers, are they? West happened? Tigers. West Tigers are, they, are in the news. They've they?
2: released uh well they've released I suppose released is a nice euphemistic way uh, to say that they're going Son's recruitment manager. Are they? Yes. They've they've uh, they've basically um said well new uh new uh, CEO Shane Richardson said uh, look we're restructuring the club.
1: Yeah.
3: We don't need a recruitment manager. They got rid of him, they got rid of the wellness manager. Yeah. Mm. Because that's so ironic. The one thing I will say
2: <laughs> is, of all the criticisms you could say about that team last year, is they they did look well. <laughs> so
3: yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how you say the wellness manager's not doing their job because they looked very well. It says the gear steward's gone. Who who's going to get their gear from now on? Like, it's uh, carry your own backpacks, boys. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Justin Ollum signed, though, that's a that's a new one. Oh Apparently, yeah, Justin, Justin Ollum saying, and they got Luai, which I think people were saying that. There may have not been that much, but it's been it's been a
3: tumultuous. Oh, it's never ending. It's never ending, is it? It's uh, they should make it. They should really have their own TV show, shouldn't they? Like, they they had yeah, they had tales from Tiger Town. Oh, that was uh, that was Justin right. Pascoe's sort of yeah, baby maybe Like I mean, like a, I mean not a doco, but like a proper TV show, like like a reality like, TV show type. Yeah, thing. and make it like a competition, something I don't know, like this. Previously on. West Tigers survivor. <laughs> After finishing the season with their second straight non-immunity wooden spoon, the West Tigers hire all of their staff for 17-year deals, only to slowly vote them out in a very public tribal council, one by one. After winning the Immunity Idol, Benji Marshall appointed, tri- he's tri- appointed tribe leader, and he's also been appointed well-being manager and gear steward. And after convincing the three best tribe members from the other tribe to join his tribe, Benji also becomes recruitment officer. (laughs) This is West Tiger's Survivor. What do you reckon? What I reckon?
2: How did you hire an American guy to do the voiceover? (laughs) Thank you for listening to the best of the summer run home. All the interviews, all the best bits can be found at Joel and Fletch, S-E-N.